Is that a... Is that your new shirt, or yeah, this is our new logo. These are the Wild World Zoo shirts. Um, believe it or not, they actually glow in the dark. Really? Yeah, that's kind of cool. It's kind of neat. I go outside. I forget it glows in the dark sometimes. You have <laughs> Freaks me out. Do you have different colors? Not yet. Um, I just got a couple of these brown ones made just to try them out. But we are going to start even off with a very generic, boring color with that. Oh, um, it was a gift. I didn't really pick it out. Oh my so. bad. <laughs> ah, it's, so anyways, all right, well, we're rolling, so welcome to another week of It's a Wild Life. Um, we got, Brendan's got a lot of topics he wants to talk about today. Oh man, I mean, it's like we sat down and we said, you know, there's so much that we can discuss. Um, well, I guess let's kind of go right into the news of the whole thing. Um, PETA got caught with their pants down again. They were trying to pass one of the same nonsense bills outlawing exotic animals going into schools and stuff over in Rhode Island and it turned out that Rhode Island started looking at the bill and PETA had put a lot of jargon in there and just nonsense and Rhode Island was basically like this isn't what you told us you wanted to have proposed so they they actually threw the bill out for basically saying PETA lied to them for what their intent was and saying that they have no idea what they're talking about so it's a pretty big win for us in the industry. Huh. Yeah, I didn't know anything about that. Um, what was so they were trying to pass a bill in Rhode Island for what exactly? To though? basically outlaw the visitation of any animals going into school programs. So basically what they were trying to make it do is, is that if somebody had something like a bald python or a bearded dragon, they were trying to pass a law that said you could not bring that into your child's classroom to do an educational program and they wanted to completely eliminate all of that because it's PETA, and they don't have anything better to do with their days. So it was strictly for like educational purposes. It wasn't like it wasn't like a rule of law saying like, "Hey, your your kids can't bring these animals in." You just couldn't have them in there at all. Yep, yep. Like they could not hire professional educators to come in and kind of like what we do. You know, we talk about the importance of the animals and their habitats and all that. And they were trying to make it so that's illegal, and it doesn't really make any sense to me. When yeah, I don't feel I don't see how that helps anything. It's it doesn't, and the problem is again, it's like we said last week, you have lawmakers who can't tell you the difference between a cow and a sheep, who are like, "Yep, you guys are abusing these animals and being cruel because PETA and the Humane Humane Society of the United States is trying to push this propaganda that all animal ownership is evil because they want to line their pockets with donations." Well, it's a good thing that they stopped them, but yeah, I didn't. Uh, I know you've talked about stuff like that before. Are they trying to do that? Are they trying to pass like? certain bills like that throughout all states or there's i want to say there's 10 or 12 states right now that are battling it it hasn't come to michigan yet but eventually it's going to um they've already gone to illinois the bill got thrown out because the opposition was so strong from animal people going forward and making their case california i believe is in a battle right now new mexico had something missouri there was a handful of states florida's in the process of pro or passing legislation I mean, everybody's got their own words to it. New Jersey was the one that started all this um, when they passed their first bill that made it so that circuses and things can't come into the state. And it's actually really interesting because, I mean, you grew up going to the Jackson County Fair. You know, they'd all, every couple of years they'd have the exotic animal setups down there and stuff. Mm-hmm. New Jersey, the New Jersey State Fair boards and all the like, all their county fairs are literally struggling right now and scrambling. Because they had these animal acts booked to come in to entertain people. And now that the law says that they can't come into the state, they don't have any acts and no reason for people to come to the fair. So it's literally you're having PETA take 
away everything that people actually enjoy mm-hmm. because of the mighty Facebook warriors who don't even leave their mom's basement. Right. So has there been, because obviously I'm not as up to date with as you are on these things, so is there a lot of these states that the laws haven't passed, though? Um, New Jersey's the only one that I'm fully aware of. I can't really get down to it. There's different counties I know in different parts of the country mm-hmm. that are against it, but New Jersey's the only one I'm fully aware of. And I could be wrong if somebody ever wanted to correct me on that if they listen to this. Um, that definitely pushed through that you can't have any traveling acts coming to the state unless you're hmm. permitted and all this. And wow. it's a lot of jargon and nonsense. Well, that kind of sucks. And hopefully, yeah, now I understand why the whole you're, you know, trying to get the entire animal community together to fight against all this stuff. Because that would suck for if basically there's no type of educational or events that you could, you know, bring in these animals. Well, I mean, if you if you think about it, I mean, you look at city kids. There are city kids like inner city Detroit who've never seen anything other than a dog or a cat or maybe oh, yeah. a robin in their yard. You could bring a goat or a sheep, you know, a cow, and they lose their mind like you just brought in a panda. Yeah. I mean, it's it's an opportunity, and you you are essentially taking that away from kids because you think that they're being abused. Mm-hmm. And it's so highly regulated. I mean, you don't get me wrong. I don't think, you know, every single person on the planet should be able to bring in, you know, a tiger into the classroom, you know. But if people who are qualified are permitted, are licensed to do it, why not? I mean, it's... That's stupid. That's like saying, you know, if somebody gets caught driving drunk, everybody in the country should lose their driver's license. Hmm. <laughs> That's a little close to home there. <laughs> Sorry, about <laughs> didn't think about it. So, gotcha. Um, speaking of that, real quick, I haven't asked you how's the um the. Give me a wait for it. The. Kikachu. Oh, you did good. I honestly thought Boom. you were going to say Pikachu. I was sitting here. With, I was going to, and then um, I she's adjusting second. well. The first few days, <laughs> I was afraid she was going to rip my face off, but now she's kind of come to realize that okay, you know what? He he shows up. He doesn't really do anything mean to me. He feeds me. He lets me do my own thing. And she's Are we talking about Ashley or the the Kikachu? Ashley, so I still haven't won her over yet. <laughs> I still got to walk on glass around her sometimes and eggshells. Well, maybe you should take the same, you know, like, regiment that you do for the Kikajou. That just ignore her and just kind of walk and, and in the it, house and just shove a bowl of fruit towards yeah, her? Yeah, just give her food and, like, leave her alone. Just don't even talk. Yeah, don't even acknowledge her. <laughs> just shove it across the table to her. Here's your bowl of chopped up bananas. <laughs> Enjoy. Well, she is pregnant now, so she may, you know... This is true. She does love fruit. She does love fruit, so... <laughs> Try it out. See how it works. Bet you it's bet you it's a much better situation. <laughs> I bet you though. Yeah, I have to be kind of careful. And she she listens to this, so I'm probably gonna get in trouble for this anyways. <laughs> but I have to be careful if I leave the room when I'm chopping up the fruit for the animals. I come back and half the <laughs> stuff I've already chopped up might be gone in the living room. And she'll go, "Oh, I thought you were making me some." Well, I wasn't, but now I guess I am. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Um, yeah, you got to go home to where I don't. <laughs> um, so all right, so that was so the animal, uh, the bill in Rhode Island. What uh, I know you had a bunch of like different things you wanted to talk about. Oh yeah, well we had a uh, pretty sad news update this morning. We obviously we talked about blackfish a couple of weeks ago, and we mentioned the vaquita porpoise, which is the world's smallest porpoise. They only get four and a half, five feet long. They're only found in the Gulf. Um, around the Gulf of Mexico, the uh, Baja California off the coast of Mexico. 
and they're being caught in illegal fishing nets set by Mexican fishermen who are fishing for a fish, and I'm going to butcher the name. It's a Tobaga. I think it's, a, it's mm. T-O-B-O-A-G-A. Mm, yeah, the Tobaga. Um, it's like the big sheep head that we have here, but apparently their swim bladder is, of all places, considered a delicacy in China. <laughs> so when, when we end up going to Beijing or something, you know, I'm going to get me a nice big plate of tiger penis, <laughs> um, some crushed up rhino horn, and fish swim bladder because apparently sounds incredible. Because apparently, you know, a good old fashioned steak is just not an option. I feel like China's animal delicacies is similar to white suburban moms naming their kids something that just isn't a word. Exactly. It's like the same thing. They just have to try their hardest to, to find the most different thing in the world to And then they call eat. it a delicacy. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. I mean it's incredible. It's I mean it's it's like naming your kid Lakeland. Well like <laughs> why? Or Lakeland, an apostrophe in there yeah. somewhere. Lakeland or tiger penis. Like why why do you need either one of those? You don't. It's that's just the world we live in. I think my favorite part on that is is that when they have the tra- traditional Chinese medicine, well, we need this animal only found in Mexico for our traditional Chinese medicine. <laughs> well, unless you guys invited uh, flight, you know, three hundred years before the Wright brothers, I don't think that's part of your traditional Chinese medicine. I mean, I could be wrong, but you know, that's just me. So, <laughs> yeah. I, I don't quite get that. So, but yeah, so um, and I, I bring that up because there's only 22 of them left. And the quotation, most evil company in the world, SeaWorld, actually made a big push to try and save them. And they're failing. So SeaWorld's actually going out right now and trying to advocate to these fishermen to save them. But nobody wants to talk about that because it's much easier to disown everything that SeaWorld does. What if we just give SeaWorld guns to shoot the poachers and hunters that are illegally going I mean, after these. That that would actually be a fairly decent argument to an or extent. Or we put laser beams on these porpoises. That's actually a fantastic idea. Freaking laser beams. No, but I, I mean, why? I'm surprised there hasn't been some type of thing that's been, in, like, can be instituted where, I mean, for example, I mean, like, border agents, they shoot people oh, their life's well, in danger why can't you have certain animal it's, it's, it's group not, it's, that it's, it's funding people don't want to pay for it and oh it's, i'm it's sure a, you give a, some black ops some stuff i'm sure there'll be a ton of funding for that oh yeah i mean what's incredible people don't prioritize it though because you can post it on facebook all day you can complain about something that's going on in a third world country but when you ask people to actually stop and do something about it they fall dead silent. Well, yeah, it's a lot. You know, it's a lot of work. You know, not just typing. Well, yeah. I mean, it was, it was, it was interesting too. Before I came over here, I was I saw on Facebook, um, Zoo Atlanta just had one of their male orangutans turn forty, and he is the oldest Sumatran orangutan in captivity in the world mm-hmm. at forty years old. That's a man right there. That's yeah. He's I mean, forty. He's, he's he's a man. He's, he's officially <laughs> a man orangutan, and. Um, to any of my keeper friends out there, he is the oldest Sumatran orangutan. He's not the oldest orangutan in captivity. There's a couple different subspecies. Um, I know there's a 41-year-old and a 42-year-old at Indianapolis, I believe. Um, but I'm going through the comments in this. Of course, you, know, you have the 
the morons who put the sad emoji. And this woman comments and she goes, how sad, 40 years living in a zoo. And if you haven't seen it yet, um, there's actually a video of what's going on over in Sumatra and Borneo right now where these orangutans are found in the wild. There's actually video of an orangutan trying to fight off a bulldozer because they're clearing up the rainforest so bad. These animals have 20 years left in the wild. But yeah, I mean, 40 years living in a zoo where he's already exceeded his wild um, life expectancy is just is just terrible. I mean, yeah, I know you made a Facebook post, and I kind of, I actually wanted to get into this. This is what I wanted to talk about. So you know, you have like you made a post about like snakes or whatever. Um, oh yeah, yeah, people making fun of snakes and everybody being yeah. super cynical about it. But my thing was, you were like, you know, don't bash people that say like, oh, they're. Not, it doesn't have to necessarily be snakes, but like animals in general, like they, you know, they'll say, oh, my dog loves this or yeah. is really happy. People love to anthropomorphize. Mm-hmm. And you were wanting more of that. But my thing is, if you're okay with people saying that they love this, this, and this, then you have to be okay with the people saying those animals look sad or. You know, they don't know. No, no. And you you actually made a fantastic point. It was part of the reason I stopped commenting on it on uh, the Facebook post. I wanted to cover a little bit more in depth on here. Um, The biggest thing is, is that people anthropomorphize, which basically, for anyone who's not familiar with the term, you put human emotion on an animal. Some animals obviously are capable of showing things like emotion, you know, I mean, if you yell at your dog, I mean, you'll see your dog, you know, slink away, their your ears will droop, mm. they, they will literally look sad. But then you'll have other people who have no idea what an actual sad animal looks like. And most mammals are capable to an extent of showing some sort of emotion, things like that. Elephants, you know, if an elephant family member dies, they do mourn their death. Um, you know, they almost have ceremonies like that. Whales will use different calls to remember their family's gone or they're lonely, mm. things like that. People anthropomorphize everything. They'll see a tiger asleep. Oh, it looks so sad. Well, I want you to show me directly what a happy tiger looks like. And people who look who work with tigers can tell you that's a happy animal. That's a happy behavior. But everybody looks at something, and if it's got I mean, I guess, I guess the best example to use is resting bitch face. <laughs> and we all know the girls that have resting bitch face where they might not even be in a bad mood, but they just look like they're constantly pissed off. Mm-hmm. And, and, yeah. And you remember, you, you, you remember I do it going to the bar when we were younger, we look at a girl. She might be the nicest girl in the world, but you'd look at her and you go, I'm not going to hit on her because she looks like a bitch. And then forty five well, minutes. I later, never you... said that. I don't. Con- I don't <laughs> condone any of that for our women listeners out there. I don't refer to women as uh, the b word. <laughs> I'm not getting thrown under this bus. <laughs> I'm already told my wife. So I can't get too much more trouble. Yeah, no, I know what you mean though. And then that's the thing though is like even when so like when people have, you know, um, when that's going on, like people tell like well, especially dudes, will tell a girl you know smile more. That they don't look happy, and it's like that's the same type of thing as you're projecting your own your own appearance of what yeah. should be what happiness looks like, and people do that with animals all the time. You know, I mean, and that's a fantastic example that you said with humans. Smile more. Well, I I I just don't. Some people just don't smile. I mean, some people can just be ecstatic yeah. and not smiling. Yeah. And here's an interesting thing on that thought 
um, human beings are one of the only species on the planet that smile is a sign of happiness. If you smile or make eye contact with any great ape, gorilla, chimpanzees, um, gibbons, um, lesser monkeys, anything like that, outside of orangutans, um, if you make eye contact and show your teeth, that literally is a sign that I want to fight you. Mm-hmm. That's what I do. That's the only time I'm smiling. Yeah, I mean, and, it. it's, and it's literally people are like, oh, he's smiling at me. Well, that means that if he can get through those bars, he's going to grab both your arms off and shove mm-hmm. them up your ass. I mean, that's, he's not happy to see you. And I was with all the time, and they're like, well, I don't believe you. I'm like, next time you go to the zoo and you're by the gorillas and the orangutans, watch. They will never make eye contact with you. They will always be looking every other direction. But if you turn your head and you stare down, they'll instantly lock on your face because now they're truly watching you. But as soon as you turn to look back at them, they look away because they're like, nope, you know what? I don't want to fight. I don't want to have a confrontation. And it's interesting because you'll see it in newborn baby animals like that, that the babies will make eye contact because just they haven't been taught um, how to act in quotations, society um, in their groups. But yeah, I mean, and you'll have people anthropomorphize everything. We were at Atlanta Aquarium when we were down in Georgia, and someone said, that shark looks sad. Sharks don't have facial muscles, nor do they have the ability to be sad. They have, if I stop swimming, I'll die, and can I eat that? And it's just like, how, how can you sit there and say that animal's sad when you cannot... You know, I could put 10 pictures in front of you, and maybe one of them would actually have a sad animal in there. And I'll tell the average person, tell me which one of these is sad, and they won't be able to tell mm-hmm. you. Um, I could show you a picture. I've seen people be like where a tiger is baring its teeth, like it wants to, to eat something. People are like, oh, my gosh, he looks so happy. Yeah. Oh, no, he's going to be happy if he eats your face. Yeah, I mean, people people suck at reading emotions in general. That's, oh, my God. It's Whether it's animals or people. So that's why I never hold any weight to it. Like, you know, for I mean, you know me. I don't get excited about anything. It's true. But just because I'm not showing excitement doesn't mean I'm not enjoying it. Mm. You know, I mean, you know me. I've been questioned multiple times if I'm, like, if I'm not in a good mood or something. It's like, no, I'm just content. I'm, like, just, I'm happy I'm being here. Yeah. You know, I mean, people people expect, you know... They want their they, what they show or feel. They project it on the everything well, it, else, it, either an animal, person, whatever. It's it, and it's literally incredible. I mean, I could take a panoramic panoramic um, camera shot of you know of deer in a cornfield grazing, and I could take those exact same deer with the exact same thing in the zoo. People are like, those deer look sad. Mm-hmm. So you're telling me all the deer in the wild are sad too? Are deer just constantly sad animals, just wandering around? Mm-hmm. You know. And the only reason I think they're sad is because of the environment that they're in. Yeah. But at the same time, when you start to sit there and you think about it, um, everybody's like, oh, man, zoos zoos are so bad, blah, 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 this and this. And I think I think my biggest argument for people to sit there and say, with zoos being bad, is they'll sit there and they'll tell you, well, in the wild, this animal has to wander this far away. You know, in the wild, tigers have, you know, territories of four and 500 miles. Yeah, because the tigers are a perfect example because they're they're an animal that needs to eat meat. If you knew something was in the area that wanted to eat you, would you hang out there on a daily basis? No, exactly. Well, here, here's an even better example. You got what? You got a grocery store. You know, Best Buy. Everything five minutes from here. Technically, you could stay in this area 
and you would never have a reason to go 400 miles away because, and, and, and I mean, if you wanted to go on vacation or something, mm-hmm. obviously you could, but you have everything that you need within walking distance. Now, say Best Buy closes down, you're going to have to drive to Ann Arbor, Best mm-hmm. Buy or Lansing, somewhere else if you need a new TV. Animals are the same way. I mean, and you can literally look at it. If you if you put up a you know a fence in your backyard and you put a goat in there, and that goat goes through and destroys all the grass in your backyard, you're going to have to start feeding that goat, or it's going to die. Animals in the wild are the same same way. They have to keep moving so that the forest, the area, can recover. You contain them in a small area; they're going to starve to death. That being said, if an animal can find food, shelter water and safety in an area they'll never leave i mean it's that's the same reason you have bears um like out in colorado and stuff as soon as they discovered garbage dumps or people start feeding them they mm-hmm. live in your backyard because they're like well I, I don't have to work why am i gonna right. leave yeah but and that's the biggest thing like wow they, they they wander so far in the wild because they have to you know no one no one likes to walk you have weird people who like to run marathons and do all kinds of crazy shit like that. Yeah. That's what, yeah. And but you know what? If I, I mean, look at human society. It's a very example. We can literally have we have Uber. I don't know if we got it in Jackson. Uber Eats and all that, right? You're more that, up to date. Yeah, I don't know if that's what I, I can't remember. I don't I can't remember if it's Uber Eats. It's one of the uh, delivery services. Well, for yeah, food. well, yeah. And, yeah. I mean, you can literally get everything delivered to your door now. Buy a lot. I mean, you can go online and order groceries, and Kroger will deliver them to yeah. your car. We live in a society now where we literally don't have to interact with another human being. And it's being the greatest thing in the to. world. And it, and it really is. And people don't realize that with zoos. Yeah, you know, in the wild, it might be more stimulating. There might be more smells. There might be more interesting things. Zookeepers will literally go through, and we all kind of communicate. We kind of pass around different ideas. Every couple of days, we'll go through with you know men's cologne, different smelling things, food dishes from other crates. Sometimes we'll rotate animals through just so they can get different smells. They'll put paper mache balls in there. I mean, animals are now at a point where we give them enrichment to keep them entertained because, for lack of a, like I said, that orangutan living to be 40 years old and exceeding its life expectancy in the wild, these animals are stimulated, therefore they're happier. Happy and or sad animals die faster in captivity. I mean, if, if you look at anything, I mean, look at look at a happy, energetic dog, you know, generally outlives one that's locked in the house and lays around on the floor all day and is bored. I mean, you're starting to break down from everything. Mm-hmm. So it's people people like to yeah they don't want to understand that zoos are doing everything they can and these animals are genuinely happy in zoos um and it's like I said it's incredible yeah well I don't know we got sidetracked on that cuz do you have anything else you want to I think news wise that pretty much covered everything we got into we talked about it um we are going to debut our fun new little segment here in just a minute. We got a few minutes left, so I think we'll we'll dive into that before we do our closing thoughts. Yeah, um, yeah we got a we got a few ideas still going too. So we're going to try this out. And if you guys like it, please give us some feedback. Um, we'll put up a poll this week, and it's kind of a yes no if you listen to it and did you like this segment. It's going to be called WTF What the Fauna, 
And as I'd explained to you, fauna is, yeah, is basically it. Latin and Latin for animals, floras, plants. And what it is is we asked zookeepers from around the country to submit some of the things that have been overheard by guests at the zoo. And a few of these have come from kids, but the best ones always come from adults. And the, what we started to realize is that the more you go to zoos, people can have a sign six inches from their face. And, and instead of reading the sign, they will literally sit there and ignore what it says and just pull answers out of their ass to their kids. Yeah, because reading's hard. Exactly. That stupid sign doesn't know more than me. I know everything. Mm-hmm. I mean, and I read it on Wikipedia. That's true. I saw a Facebook video that was 30 seconds mm-hmm. long, and therefore now I know more than everything that you've done. I think my favorite one was, um, <clears throat> now that you said real on Wikipedia, there's a couple, obviously a couple Instagram stars out there who try to, you know, sensationalize animals. Look at me, you know, throwing yeah. this big snake around doing this. Somebody had a Instagram video of them interacting with a chimp, and he was an idiot being stupid. And you, you know who Jane Goodall is, right? You've yeah. heard the name. Yeah. Oh, yeah. World-renowned chimpanzee mm-hmm. expert. I mean, like, literally the Albert Einstein of chimpanzees. She commented on this and was like, you are being stupid with that chimp. You need to stop. And that's not exactly what she said. Um, but it's one of the context. He had followers and fans getting on there telling Jane Goodall that she did not know what she was talking about. Oh, yeah. And that the guy who was making this video was more of an expert than her. Yeah. And it's like, dear God, this is the society that we live in. Oh, I see it all the time. It's this the wonderful thing about the internet. Everybody's the right. Is, is you know, everybody nobody's, knows nobody's wrong? Yeah, yeah, nobody's wrong. So when you say that, real quick, just make sure because I'm not sure. Have you seen? I don't know if you know him, but he goes by Brother Nature on Twitter, no and Instagram. You haven't? Are you kidding me? No, I'm I'm not on Twitter enough. But maybe I should start. You haven't? More. Oh my Brother God, Brother Nature. Yeah. Okay, we're gonna. I'm going to show Brendan these videos real quick, and I, we're going to touch base on Brother Nature because he's hilarious. He's awesome. He's one of the greatest things like I've ever seen. I've, I've never so heard we're going to pause yeah. this. I'm going to show him the videos, and we're going to come back right after. All right. So I showed Brendan the videos. What do, you, what do you think about him? I showed him about four or five videos. Well, from the videos I saw, he, I mean, he, the biggest thing was to me is he wasn't harassing animals. You have a lot of the Instagram guys and YouTube stars who want to go out there and harass animals. They're just trying to get views. And it was more, you know, him taking quick 30-second videos of wildlife and kind of sensationalizing, but he wasn't picking them up, harassing them, doing anything like that. And I'm not saying, you know, whoever he is is perfect because I'm sure there's somebody who's gone through and seen more videos. But the ones that I saw, I mean, it was it was entertaining. And, I mean, mm-hmm. it's he's trying, you know... He got bit by a snake in one video because it was a wild snake, and instead of, you know, stomping on the snake's head like a lot of people do, he just said, you know what, I got bit, laughed it off, and kind of went on his way. So you got to have respect for that aspect of it. Yeah, I'm surprised. I'm just surprised. I can't believe you being in the animal thing, like you've never seen it before because he's just because of how big he is. I figured in your animal groups that he would, you know, at least be posted a few times, but... It honestly might have. I might even scrolled right past it, but that's one of those stupid things that you never even know half the time. Yeah. So why don't we uh, why don't we get to this WTF? Alrighty, let's get into it. You got them yet? I get a couple that are coming up. Yeah. So right. let's, let's, well, let's while we're while we're waiting for this load, let's let's uh, bring a word from our sponsors that we don't have. 
this is a little shameless plug. If you guys want us to sponsor something, you know, it basically we are, we're open to sponsoring basically anything that there is, as long as it uh, involves some type of repayment and money or services. Um, so yeah, anybody that's out there with a business or anything, why don't you just you know shoot us a message on Facebook and we'll see what we can come up with. You got them loaded up now. I'm trying to stall. Yeah, I got a, I got a good one here. Okay. That's so this stall. was submitted right. to us from a keeper at um, SeaWorld. So do you feed the dolphins hamburger meat as a substitute for fish? <laughs> Does Sir, that make sense? have you ever seen a hamburger swimming in the Atlantic Ocean? Do they mean like a different animal, or they just literally asked the hamburger? They literally asked the keeper if we if they substitute hamburger meat as opposed to giving them fish. Huh. Uh, here's, here's another good one for you that kind of explains how. And these, and mind you, these are all from adults. There are some good ones from kids, but we're going to say that for a special segment coming up. Um, a lot of animal enrichment is putting like in like the great big, almost like they're just great big balls. They're called boomer balls. A lot of people wonder when our elephant eggs are going to hatch because they have toy balls in the enclosure and people are under the impression that elephants hatch from eggs. Oh, of course. I mean, yeah, just really large, large eggs. I mean, every time I watch, you know, something on the Serengeti, I hear David Attenborough and here we see the sun rising and you can see the elephant eggs on the horizon. Yeah, there's just like 12 of them sitting in a nest. The mother elephant flies away (laughs) like Dumbo during the day and comes back at night. That would be crazy, though, if elephants laid eggs. Here's a good one from a kid. This came to us from a keeper at the Austin Zoo. Kindergarten zoo camp kid looking at a male elephant. Elephants have five legs? Other kid. That's his penis. (laughs) That's what she said. (laughs) It's a good one. Also, you didn't need to yell to pretend to be I the wanted, kid. You were like I, I screaming. I wanted to emphasize how excited this was. And this here's another good one that came to us. Now, you know what mange is, right? Yeah. Like where your dog's hair yeah. falls out? Okay. So this came to us from a keeper at the Gladys Porter Zoo down in Texas. Does that stingray have mange? <laughs> well, it's a fish. Oh, here's a good one. Are there, was, fish, are there any fish that have hair? Um, no. Just whiskers? Just whiskers. Just catfish. I mean, you know what I'd say that? I'm going to have that random one aquarium keeper who comes on and is like, no, there actually is. No, as far as I know, only mammals have it. So this came to a keeper from Binder Park Zoo, actually, um, currently. I overheard a lady explaining to her child that the rhinoceros was peeing backwards because the workers cut its horn off. I'm not sure how a rhino's horn correlates to the direction of an animal peeing. Yeah, I don't know any part of like a anatomy of an animal that that would cause anything like that to happen. That's. Uh, Do you think when these people <laughs> say it too, they're just 100% sure of it? I know for a fact because I've heard this in person. Because I could, I could definitely, I could definitely like you know bullshit my way through it and make up something and make it sound like I believe it, but I don't. But some of these things, like I couldn't even say with a straight face and believe it. And every everybody's heard of the Florida man. You know, every 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 great news article starts out with Florida man does mm-hmm. this. 
This was submitted to us by a keeper from the Tampa Bay Lowry Park. Once I had a guest ask me while the male orangutan ask me why the male orangutan looks different after explaining that was the male. She turned to her kids and said, "Oh, so that's the male, and these are his whores." <laughs> that's the guy like that one. <laughs> that's good. I like that. That's and my it, it, so far. Here's, here's a good one because we we're talking about signs. This was submitted to us by a keeper from the actually zoo in Britain. Ah, looking at black bear cubs. See, Joey, those are polar bear. Those are baby polar bears. When they grow up, they will turn white. Mama black bear was six feet away, and they were standing next to a sign that said "black bear." <laughs> Like they just shed their hair to, and it goes like grows white, or like do they just do they think like maybe after like once they hit a certain age they become so stressed it just turns white. This apparently, well, I mean that's that's kind of how it works then since I've been married. That's true. You are getting uh, a little bit of gray in there. I'm not getting gray. Yeah, because my hair's falling it. out. Because you just dyed it, Brendan. <laughs> Don't lie to the people. So this this came from actually one of uh, a very good friend of ours out in California. You actually have more hair on your on your face than you do your head. I, Top of your head. It's, it's sad. I'm about to start to shave my head and do that whole bearded face, bald head look. Yeah, yeah, you should. Um, this came to us from a good friend, Olivia Robertson, who we've mentioned on a few year, few times. And she's got some incredible stories because she travels the whole West Coast. Father and son standing in front of the Canada link cage. Dad, this is one of the biggest bobcats I've ever seen in my life. Look, son, look at its feet. Son, but dad, the sign says Canada links. Dad, no, son, that's a bobcat. Your dad knows. Olivia walks over, says this is, is in fact a Canada links like the sign says. You're close, though. It is the same family as a bobcat. Dad rolls his eyes. Come on, son. She doesn't know what she's talking about. Your dad is always right. <laughs> the dad grabs the kid's arm and they leave. Clearly, if, he was on Wikipedia right before they walked I in. I just want to point out, if you did not study animals or anything like that, I am 100% that would be you. <laughs> that will be you with Brayden. No, I'm always right. Excuse me, ma'am. You, you have no idea. Which... <laughs> Go back to the kitchen. Adult confirming to their child. Yes, that's right. That's a very ugly pig in front of a wombat exhibit. I hope Whitney's listening to that because that'll set her off pretty well. Someone calling a wombat. She had an obsession with wombats. What was Rocco from Rocco's Modern Life? He was a wallaby. Ah, that's what I was thinking of. Let's see what else we've got. Same family here. or anything like that? Yeah, they're all marsupials, ah, but they're there, not related to go. pigs. You got one more? I'm trying to find the best one so that we can... I don't know that... that oh, here. I the orangutan one was pretty good. Here's, here's a good one to, to kind of close out the week. This was submitted to us by a keeper from the Perth Zoo in Australia. Or, nope. She's the Australian keeper at the Perth Zoo. And I'm not sure where the Perth Zoo is. That's a new one for me. Actually, it, it is in Australia. I was right. Ah, our friends from the land down under. I once walked past a little penguin exhibit and overheard two visitors enthusiastically arguing over whether a penguin is a mammal or an amphibian. 
Because bird is just simply not an option. Not at all. It couldn't be a bird. It can't fly. That's that's people for you. Yeah, I'm still going with the orangutan one. That's the best one. Yeah, I mean, that's... And we're going to kind of... We'll kind of get some more of these submitted as we come in. And say there's, there's probably close to 400 submissions on here, and some of these are pretty incredible. But we obviously want to make you guys keep coming back, and we're going to keep trying to do this on a weekly basis where we give a few of the best ones at the end of it. Um, you got anything else to add then? I think that's our closing thoughts for the week. Yeah, um, anything important going on, zoo-wise? Not a whole lot. Oh, actually, I will give you a quick tidbit. I was lucky enough to go to the Akron Zoo last week, and Akron, Ohio, obviously, the only place you ever think of Akron is LeBron James. You never, in your mind, think uh-huh. that's a destination. If you ever happen to be driving by the Akron Zoo, you've got a few hours, I, I highly recommend stopping at that. It's a very, very small zoo. Some very cool animals, some very, very cool exhibits. Definitely worth checking out. Um, and it's really only about three hours from home, so if you need something different to check out this summer. And right now, as it gets cooler right now, March and April, this is the absolute best time to go to the zoos because there's nobody in the zoo. Mm-hmm. You have it to yourself. The cooler weather animals are more active, and everybody's pretty happy. that it, Like I said, the zoo's empty, so you can kind of get to see everything and worry about the crowds and... But that's my closing thoughts for the week. You got anything? Uh, I never have anything going on. All right. So we'll end it there. Appreciate uh, listening to this week's episode. Let us know about this WTF segment if you guys want more of it or if it just completely sucked and you don't ever want to hear it again. Um, we're all kind of we're just kind of doing this podcast one week at a time, figuring out what works, what doesn't work. Hoping that you guys keep listening and that someone enjoys it. And other than that. I'm Cody, he's Brendan, and this is A Wild Life.